Hi, I'm Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by is author Stephen Rowley, best-selling author of Lily and The Octopus and the Editor. He's returning this May, which we are in May 2021, with The Gunkle, a warm and deeply funny summer read. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you for having me. How did you, um, I know a little bit about the backstory, but how did you come up with the idea? Is it, it's a mix of real life, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I guess we should start at the very beginning, which is if there's anyone listening who is not familiar with the word gunkle, it is uh, sort of becomes popular slang in the past five or 10 years uh, for a gay uncle. And often there's a sort of connotation of a larger than life persona. And uh, I know it, it's changing now for the for the better, but often it was because uh, you know, a, a gay man would be less likely maybe to have children of his own. And so he was able to dote on nieces and nephews a little more lavishly or, you know, come visit from the big city. Uh, yeah. And so there was an air of mystery about them. So anyway, uh, I had long been fascinated with Auntie Mame and Mary Poppins and Maria from The Sound of Music and all these sort of magical <laughs> caregiver figures. And uh, you're right in saying it did It did sort of stem from my own life. I'm, I am the gunkle to five. Uh, mm-hmm. And a couple of years back, my, my two nephews, who were ages three and five at the time, came to visit with my brother for the week. And after about 12 hours here, my brother was called back to uh, the East Coast for work, where he's a trial attorney, called into court, and left me with his three and five-year-old uh, oh. nephew for the week. And, and uh, so I was suddenly tasked with, uh, you know, sort of tap dancing and entertaining these two disappointed kids. And, and wow. so it did that was sort of the jumping off point for the, for the book in which, which Patrick O'Hara, a retired television star in Palm Springs, um, is tasked with taking in his niece and nephew for the summer after a family tragedy. And it yeah. sort of brings about a season of healing for all Amazing. three of them. Were you nervous in that experience at first? Were you thinking, oh no, how am I going to handle this? Or were you fine? <laughs> well, listen, it was far from the tragedy that kicks off the events in the book. So right. uh, my nervousness was, you know, could take a backseat to to whatever. You know, you, you, you find your footing. I, I don't have children of my own. I was thrown into the deep end. Yeah, but uh, mm-hmm. I was able to find my footing pretty isn't quickly. That, isn't that perfect? It's like borrowing somebody's puppy. It's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's exactly. And you can the give day. them back at, at the end of the week. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and I have a swimming pool. So that that was already a step in the right direction perfect. for them. Yeah. So uh, give us a glimpse without giving too much away about the book. Yeah. So, you know, as I said, I, I, in being inspired by Auntie Mame, I was sort of envisioning that I would be writing a light comedic novel. Um, and uh, it is indeed funny, I, I hope very funny, um, but yeah. in, early in the writing process, I, I lost one of my best friends from college to breast cancer, leaving oh. behind wow. a six-year-old son. And so suddenly, you know, in, in Auntie Mame, she sent her ward off to boarding school and sort of sidestepped the grief. And, yeah. and I very much did not want to do that. It made mm-hmm. me think very seriously about grief in children and what a six-year-old might remember of his mother and mm-hmm. what was the responsibility of her friend group, you know, us and, and her family and into mm-hmm. sort of reminding this kid how much he was loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my my light comedic novel, while still comedic, was uh, was was now a little less light, but I think that's to the to the benefit of the book. Yeah. What are some uh, positive aspects of being a gunkle? 
<laughs> well, you said that definitely the borrowing the puppy uh, yes. bit is is uh, <laughs> at the top of it. Uh, you know, for me though, as a as an artist and as a writer, you know, there's no denying that raising children is one of life's great emotional experiences, and so I'm very conscious of not having that in my arsenal. But but being an uncle to five. Um, you know, and, and the book too is also a sibling love story. And so, you know, I feel very connected to my brothers and sisters through the, through these kids. So it's, it's a way for us, um, deepens our relationship as siblings, but it's also a way for me to uh, imagine, um, you know, what, what I have to offer, offer children and, um, and step up to the plate a little bit and, and be a part of their lives. You mentioned in the book, the movie Tootsie, which I loved. <laughs> was that a favorite, like a yeah. favorite of yours that you just wanted to put that in there? Yeah, it's a it's a long you know long standing favorite of mine. You know, and also I love the movies of Mike Nichols or or James L. Brooks. You know, I think of a Terms of Endearment, which to me is one of the funniest movies of all time. Yes, it's incredibly sad, and yes, there's tragedy at the heart of it, but it's deeply, deeply funny. And and so movies like this were also a huge part of my education about what humor means. Yeah. in in grieving and in dealing with heartache and what uh, how much of a coping mechanism it is and how much you know comedy and tragedy are very much you know two yeah. sides of a coin i have this mantra sometimes the worst thing that happens to you turns out to be the best thing that ever happened mm. so of course and that doesn't always you know hold true but like when we experience loss we go through something we can really learn a lot about ourselves don't you agree Oh, absolutely. You know, and in this book specifically, Patrick's a character who has sort of shut himself off from the world. He's been long grieving the death of his partner for years prior when when this new fresh tragedy happens and he takes in his niece and nephew, which which again seems like one more thing. It seems like the thing that's going to break him. He can't handle right. one more thing. And yet it's the thing that leads him back to the living. It leads him back to yes. life because he has to dig deep within himself to help these two children. And, and he realizes he doesn't want them to on the path that he took and, and that they he needs to point them back in the, in the direction of life. Yeah. And it ends up saving him, yeah. Uh, how does it feel to have this book coming out during the pandemic? Uh, well, you know, originally it was slated to come out last summer and, uh, at, you know, the thinking was, you know, and this was decided before the pandemic, the thinking was, oh, with the Olympics and there'll be two big political conventions and lots of news and then, you know, that it would get, it might get lost. And That's so it was nothing. pushed back to this year. <laughs> I know. And it, little did we know, little did we know. Yeah. Uh, I will say, you know, I, the book has this beautiful yellow cover. It just looks like sunshine. We're, we're slowly making our way back. Yay. You've got your copy. Love. Uh, <laughs> slowly making our way back into the world. I would love it if people threw it in their beach bag, Memorial Day weekend, you know, wherever they're going to be uh, outside and and uh, and read this. But, you know, ironically, and I have no control over this because it takes a long time to write a book and a long time to get one published, is that, you know, it is about a character who had self-isolated and is finding his way back into, into right. the world. And so, you know, in some ways, it's sort of a, a lovely bookend to the the past 15 months. Definitely. And a lesson for all of us, no matter what your story is. You've got, oh, for uh, sure. you, I put all your info on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And you have a great endorsement, a laugh out loud heart warmer. Oh, the Oprah magazine. Can't get better than that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Anything else you'd like people to know about the book? 
Uh, no, I just hope that people will, will read this. I'm very touched by, I, you know, I, I, I'll never say no to a good review, but I'm touched by the, the early readers that um, have gotten a chance to look at the book. Um, I'm always uh, love it when people reach out to me on Instagram or on, yeah, on uh, Twitter. I, I just, you know, it's such a solitary occupation writing. And when, when your work makes it out in the world and you start getting feedback like that, it is, it's just such a joy. I, I have a question for people that are listening to this or watching that are writers. Where did you write this book or do you have a typical place you like to write? I, you know, lucky for me, I write at home um, uh, mm -hmm. only because I've been very sensitive to environment. So um, writing is a very, I, I call it a very input output business. Like you, I, I like to be observing the world. I like to be eavesdropping on conversations. I like mm -hmm. those, you know, those are where you, you, you know, I'm a sponge. Yes. That's where I get the rich details for writing. Right. And, and so when it comes to actually putting words on the page, I, I don't like to be out in a coffee shop. I don't like to be out in public uh, doing it because I get too distracted. So yeah. Um, yeah, I do I do the actual work of writing for the most part at home. So that worked okay. out well for me this past year. <laughs> I used to write in the library. That's why I asked. And I yeah. it, was, it was like a study of character acting. It was so interesting. Yeah. People that come oh, in. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Libraries are such essential parts of the community and, and you get such a cross section of of life there and they they just provide so many essential services so yes I, I can't wait for all libraries to be fully open again i know i miss it so where can we find out uh more about you where's your website yeah stephenroley.com i has uh, i'm doing a, a number of virtual events for the next couple months i mi i miss being in uh in bookstores and traveling, but of course the, the the there's a flip side too. There's a benefit to doing virtual events. You can be anywhere and tune in. Right. Um, and so so that's great. And I'm on Instagram at Twitter at Mr. Mr. Stephen Rowley. Fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much.